Proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. All right, listeners, joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don, and had a, a fun weekend. Uh, unfortunately, it, it didn't really involve much racing, but uh, always being a part of wrapping on racing, we, we, we do some type of racing, whether it's surfing the Internet and our conversations back and forth to you. But uh, the season, well, i tell you what, I know we talked about it the last couple weeks, the events are they're getting smaller and smaller. So I think you know, I have some events next weekend, and then off to Charlotte, and that will be it for David for 2022. Yeah. Well, we're going to jump right into the. Uh... All right, Dave. Want to get right into our guests tonight? It includes IndyCar announcer Nick Yeoman at the Roval in Charlotte. Greg Wheeling, the promoter of the Dow Carnahan Kyle Stramansky Memorial at Lernerville Speedway, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway Report with Tyler Harris, and Jeff Giles, the Pro Stock Champion at Jennerstown. Uh, lots of news with Halle Bayless at Latrobe Speedway, Colton Flinner, the Fall Fest winner, Kyle Lucon, the winner of the Rick Frazee Memorial, and Tommy Dembowski, the three-time Pro Stock Champion. We want to send out some congratulations to Tim McCready on his 2022 Lucas Oil Late Model Championship. Tim was also the champion in 2021. Tyler Dietz was the $10,000 Pro Stock feature winner at Bridgeport Speedway, and we're going to have to get an interview with him. Yeah, we are. I just thought, you know, I had a chance to see Tyler last week down at Pittsburgh and he finished second to Chris Schneider and um but on a positive side a little comment on this Don uh congratulations go to Chelsea and Darren Gallagher now and in Chelsea is a Gallagher Gallagher now uh, on their marriage this last Saturday Don we talk about couples that have met through racing and I know it's in, in your family and it's just great to see Two young kids that met, have a common interest, have great racing families, and now you know are married and are going to spend you know a lot of time together and hopefully raise little racers down the road. You could not find two nicer people in racing, and I echo your comments. Congratulations to them, and many many years of happiness as Mister and Missus Gallagher. Hey, a few weeks ago, you sent me some stats that are amazing. Ten late model racers with over 300,000 in winnings. Nineteen late model racers with over 200,000 in earnings. Thirty-five late model racers with over 100,000 in earnings. And four late model racers with over 50,000 in earnings. That's a lot of money. That's actually 64. I must Maybe the six didn't come across in the email, but 64 in late model. But of those big winners, we're going to talk about the top five. 
And obviously, at the head of the list, with his $1.2 million win in Eldora, is Jonathan Davenport. Don, at the time I sent this to you, our big winner was Jonathan Davenport, and his $1.2 million winning at the Dream in Eldora was big. But on top of that, now he's just a little bit shy of $2 million for the year at $1,849,644. Now, he's done that in 71 races. Uh, Coming in second at this point in time, Chris Madden with $781,255,000, and that's in 60 races, uh, occupying the podium, Brandon Overton with $559,014.78 races, B. Shep, Brandon Shepard, now he's run the most races at 97, and he's just a tick shy of 500000 at 499060 and T-Mac, Tim McCready, 439322 dollars and 74 races in Don. We talked about this all year, and, and it's, it's so interesting where if I look at Davenport, Madden, Overton, they, they don't run any one set schedule, whether it's World of Outlaws or Lucas Oil. And only, you know, Brandon Shepard and Tim McCree does, and Brandon's going to probably drop off that next list next year as he's running his own car, and uh, I'm not really sure what, you know, Timmy's plans, but we talk about the money that's in racing, and we suffer through a couple years of, you know, craziness in, in this world, and Looking at this, it tells you it might, it might pay. You might want to run a late model. Yeah, that's some sizable money. Uh, I understand there was quite a weekend for uh, Anthony McCree. Yeah, Anthony McCree, yeah, just um, young Anthony out of the Port Royal area, 23 years of age. He picked up win number 23 for the year. But in all the success he's had this year and in past, Never had a World of Outlaws win, and he finally got broke through Friday evening for a $10,000 win and backed it up this past Saturday night with another win for 15000 So, again, congratulations to Anthony. Just uh, We see some of these talents that come out of Central PA, Don, and it's been that way for years. And, it, it uh, you know, our PA posse, and I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. I, I hope it just continues. It's just, it's wonderful to see all this. I have a story I want to share with you, share with the listeners. I was over at the Roval, and I was in the uh, media center, which is anybody and everybody involved in racing, and uh, they were preparing lunch. So uh, I talked to a, a couple of the very pretty security guards there, uh, and then uh, got something to eat, and I went over. There was a, a, an elderly gentleman sitting or standing at one of the tables, and I asked him if I could join him. Just seemed like a really quiet, nice uh, fella. Well, we got talking. His name was Charlie Patterson, and what a wealth of information. Uh, he started off by telling me that he used to build IndyCar chassis. 
and some of the suspension parts on it. And I thought, wow, I wonder if this is the real deal. So I threw out some names. Uh, Floyd Travis. He said, yeah, I, I worked with Floyd on a lot of Indy cars. Then I mentioned the, the year that uh, A.J. Foyt uh, won in 1960. He said, yeah, that was one of my cars. So I'm thinking, man, this guy's really connected. His company, and it's got nothing to do with the cars running in NASCAR, is company's called Next Gen Motorsports, and I'm going to be putting some of his interviews up there from time to time on our show, but uh, he said one of the cars he worked on was Paul Newman's car in the movie Winning. Well, Paul liked him, and uh, so for the crew for the movie, uh, Paul was having a party, about 60 people there. And he said to Charlie, he said, we got to go get some beer. So they drive into town to get beer. Now, Newman has a hat on and sunglasses and his shirt collar pulled up. So there's very little recognition of his face. And they go in and get uh, three cases of beer. Same scenario the second night. Same scenario the third night. Had a really good party. And uh, Newman liked them. So after this was all done, the guy went... (laughs) back to the store and he said to the lady who selling all the beer says well there's a lot of beer he said yeah paul newman was with me when i came in here and he was having a party he said he thought the woman was gonna pass out but some of his stories and while we were there talking or eating everybody in the media center knew him so i'm thinking this guy must really be connected well the short version of what he does he trains uh, drivers. A couple of the drivers that he brought into the sport, uh, Ryan Newman, uh, Tony Stewart. Uh, I mean, this guy's got more connections than AT&T. And one of the things on his webpage is his home, and it, it's big enough, it's, it looks like a hotel. And when he's training a driver, he brings him to his home. The guy has his own room. He just stays there. I mean, like one of the segments that I looked at, he took this young man over to uh, Roush Yates uh, Engines, and Doug Yates gave him a tour of the place. Hey, welcome. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Everybody knows this guy. And and during the off season, instead of that once a month uh, wrapping on racing with local drivers, I'm going to put up a couple of Charlie's interviews. He's walking. Th- it had to be an indie. He's walking through the... Um, pit area one day and uh and roger penske comes over to him and says charlie how you doing i haven't seen you in a while and they talked for four or five minutes and roger kept going and the guys with charlie said do you realize the significance of roger penske stopping to talk to you with his busy schedule charlie said i've known roger for a long time so he is my new source of information, and we're going to share this as often as we possibly can. Big day for Don at the media center. Well, I'm going to be interested, and in now you, you know you pique my curiosity because it seems you now obviously he was at the Roval, and but it also seems like going back to these days he has. I, I, maybe he has a greater background in open wheel with, you said, you know, Tony Stewart, you know, even though Ryan Newman did run, 
you know, NASCAR, but a lot of these guys started off in, you know, like Silver Crown and the Midgets, and again, that's just, I'll be interesting to to hear each one of these conversations you have with this uh, gentleman. Well, that's why he approached Ryan, and he said, uh, I think I'd like to get you into NASCAR. And there's a thing on his webpage that actually shows Ryan saying, yep, Charlie's the guy that brought me here. What a wealth of information. It's amazing if you think back and to some of the most successful drivers, um, a lot of them all had some type of open wheel background or maybe still have an open wheel background that that keeps them sharp because you know the the indy cars the you know the wing sprints the midgets the silver crown they all have their own little idiosyncrasies and like you said you know you take guys like you know we'll use ryan newman he's still running uh some of these open wheel cars and you know he's in that series that uh you know tony has and runs from time to time, but you know, he still hops into an open wheel modified. So, again, I think judging from your enthusiasm and your excitement, I'm excited. And if I'm excited, I know our listeners are going to be excited. On you never know who you're going to run into. Um, I see this man; he just looks like someone with a NASCAR hard card and a hat. And he was having a sandwich and uh, something to drink with me and amazing an amazing man i'm going to close on that because we're going to run out of time here but excellent report and uh, i'll talk to you later all right don have have a good week this is the banker bob thought for monday october the 10th when you hear someone complaining that's the way the ball bounces chances are pretty good that they're the one who dropped the ball This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rappin' on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. 3618. You won't be disappointed. 
And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Listeners, joining us now is Jeff Giles, the num- number 50 Pro Stock champion at Jennerstown Speedway. That has a nice sound to it. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. And the picture uh, on your Facebook page, I'm trying to decide what's more impressive, how good the car looks or the smile on your face. It, uh, well, nice picture. Well, thanks a lot. It was definitely a, a hard season, a lot of work, and I was pretty excited that night. Well, the, what a way to end the season by winning the feature and in a very close points race with Adam Kostelnik, I think six points. I mean, uh, a bad finish. Uh, I'd be talking to him instead of you. Yeah, a couple nights prior to that, uh, we had a really bad night. Uh, the track had a new system this year that during the course of the year you could drop a night off if you yeah. had a, a bad night of racing. Right. Well, I never really had any bad nights. I think my worst finish was sixth up until this point. Well, when the cutoff day came, we went out and got in the wreck on the second lap and just destroyed the rear end of the car, finished like 12th or something. And uh, at the end of the night, I only had a one-point lead, and I'm going home with a wrecked race car, and I thought it was about all but over. Um, but I got a lot of help. You know, some of my competitors came, friends came, people that I had never met up until this point came and helped me fix the race car. Um, and, it, I mean, our numbers all looked good, got it up on the scale, and went and tested that Thursday, and it was actually faster after fixing it than it was before the wreck even happened. So it ended up coming out for the best. Well, racers are amazing. I mean, guys, they'd run the wheels off your car in a race, but then they com- you go in the pits and help you put the wheels back on. They're just amazing. The fam- the racing family is a it's just a wonderful group of people. You know, you get an occasional bad apple in there. Um, I understand that uh, when you first started, you were driving a Charger. Fill me in on that. So when I started racing, uh, my dad came home from work one day, and at this point, I had I don't even watch racing on TV up to this point. And he says that he bought a race car. It was going to just be something for us to go do. Uh, it was a Charger car. Uh, went out, didn't do very good in it for a while. Probably about halfway through the second season, started to get a little better. Uh, the third season came in the Charger. We built a new car and won the championship that year. It was 2005. Uh, won a whole bunch of races. Um, anyhow, I ended up moving out of my parents' house when I was 24 or something and couldn't afford to race. So sold everything off. Uh, took a long break and ended up getting back into it in 2021 in the pro stock. It's amazing what uh, changes, you know, when you're not with your folks and then getting married. Uh, just uh, a lot of extra expenses that can have an adjustment on your, your racing plans. But I understand that you and Missy have a, a 20-month-old baby boy. Let's talk a little bit about Toby. Yeah, his name's Toby. He's uh He's getting to be the age where he's a lot of fun. I call him Toby the Destroyer. His favorite <laughs> thing in the world is to just pick stuff up over his head and slam it on the ground. So we got to watch what he gets a hold of. But uh, he's a lot of fun, and he loves anything with the race car. Yeah. Um, we had him at the track. I think he was only three days old. We were up testing, and he came along for the ride. And, uh, yeah, anything to do with driving, riding the side-by-side of the race car, it's it's just his favorite thing ever, so I'm sure he'll be into it one day. Where do he gets a little bit older and he starts taking things apart? Oh, my. <laughs> Don't <laughs> even tell me that. <laughs> so, t- 
total number of years in racing? Now, you raced, you took a lot of time off, and now you're back. Uh, about how many years have you been driving? Uh, this would have been my sixth season yeah. uh, overall. So you had a championship in the Chargers. Now you have one in the Pro Stocks. And it was a pretty close race. Like we said, six points. But you had uh, three wins and 17 top fives. And I'm get, I'm guessing you uh, garnered a lot of points with all those top fives. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I mean, Adam's car was awesome. He's, Adam's so talented. And he's in, you know, Dale's equipment, which is all top of the line, you know, everything you can get. Uh, if it wasn't for him having some bad luck, you know, he might be talking at him instead of me, yeah. um, you know, but I was just fortunate to get those top fives. Um, not the top driver in my division by any means, and I don't have the best stuff, but I know I can put the work in to, to make it a decent car every week. Uh, so that was always my goal going in is, you know, just try to outwork everybody and try to be prepared you know, when I go to the track, there were a lot of weeks I never had to touch the car. I hot-lapped it once and straight into the race with it, uh, or it was just always ready to go. So I think all that, the work during the week paid off. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Jeff Giles, the 2022 Pro Stock Champion at Jennerstown Speedway. Let's talk about your car, the history of the car. Did you build it or buy it? No, I bought my car. It was um, it was one of Gary Wiltrout's cars. I think it was actually his backup car that he ran and mid-season the year before i bought it i think he was in an accident and ran the backup car and finished the season out with it and did well with it so i ended up getting it from him uh which honestly i'm so glad i did because those guys are the biggest help to me not not just uh you know selling me the car and stuff but just teaching me like they don't necessarily set my car up for me or anything but they teach me if i have questions they answer all my questions you know, if they're doing something, I'm always welcome to go down and help them do whatever. And I learned so much from just being around them yeah. um, and pitting near them. You know, a couple times I got torn up during the season. I swear those guys are the best ever with duct tape. They could duct tape <laughs> anything together and get me right back out on the track. Uh, yeah, so I'm just so fortunate to be a part of their group. Gary and his gang are good people. Uh, I mean, just uh, it, it doesn't get any better than the friendships you build in racing. Um, how did you pick your number? Uh, I always like to ask the drivers. So I've been number 50 since we got the Charger, and when my, my dad got it, we didn't even know if we were going to do this beyond a couple times. You know, we didn't know if we'd like it. But it was already number 50 because it was one of uh, Bob Costle's cars. I think okay. they were always 50 or Sprout. Right. They used to call him Sprout. Uh, it was right. Chris's car as a boy, yeah. and it was already number 50, so... At that point, we just left it on because we didn't have money for decals. So just stayed with 50 and kept it the whole time through. I've debated on changing it, you know, the other numbers I've had in life for things. But uh, I think it'll stay 50. Yeah, that's a good number, and the car is beautiful. Uh, who does your lettering and stuff? So the lettering on my car is actually done by my cousin. They have a business called Empire Wraps. Um, my cousin and, well, it was her fiancé. They just recently got married. They started that business together. She does a lot of the design work on the computer, and he does all the wraps and the installation part of it. Um, they work really well together, so they ended up taking a spot on my car for the year and hooking me up with some decal work and stuff, and, yeah, it looks great. It's, I, I wish we were able to get the fluorescent vinyl. It would have really popped, but, man, did they do a good job on that thing. Well, let's brag about them, the name and the number if somebody else wants to get that kind of work done on their car. 
Uh, the name's Empire Raps. They're on Facebook. Uh, but I don't have the number off the top of my head. People can find it if they're interested. Yep. Now, some of your other sponsors, let's highlight them. Uh, I'd like to thank my friend uh, Sam Sander, Marianne Santa. They helped me out a lot this year. Uh, Zach Blackstone, he's a Berkshire Hathaway realtor. Uh, my golf buddy, Kevin Metzger, he's a dentist from Greensburg. Uh, Expert Paving Company, uh, Painter's Choice, Auto Body Supply, Tots and Tykes Pre-K Counts, which is where my wife works, um, Westside Tire and Lube, and then just all the, oh my goodness, there's so many people that helped me that aren't even on the car. Uh, John Morocco, Larry Hemminger, uh, Rich Pallagruta, you know, Barry Audi, not Barry, Brian Audi is my spotter and helper at the racetrack. I mean, without him coming to the, I go to the track by myself. If it wasn't for him showing up, you know, on his own time and helping me with in the pits and my spotter and stuff, you know, I'd be totally lost without him there. Well, then, um, that, then just, that brings up the next question. I was going to ask you about pit crew, but it sounds like you're the Lone Ranger. That's pretty much it. You know, yeah. I come home from the track and it's just me. You know, I go down in the garage and get the car up on scales. And uh, honestly, I spent a lot of time down there. And just experimenting on the scale, you know, I've gotten to the point that I can change things and look at the numbers and kind of tell what it's going to do when I get to the track, and I'll experiment down there. And uh, Yeah, as long as there's no bad accidents where people are coming to help me with repair work, just the the maintenance and the setup stuff's pretty much all me. That's amazing. You won the championship with no pit crew, but I guess if you park... Next to Gary's uh, crew, you sort of like have a substitute crew if you're in a jam, but uh, really good folks that you're uh, associated with. Now, we're, oh, yeah. we're coming up on a commercial break. Is there anything you'd like to add, anyone you want to thank? Um, aside from my sponsors, I'd like to thank God, you know, just for making me fortunate enough to be able to get out there and race and stay safe. Uh, thank my family and thank Missy for... <laughs> all the time that I'm down in the garage and she's up here in the house babysitting or, you know, doing whatever, getting supper ready while I'm down there working all the time. You know, I put a lot of work in, but she picks up the slack with other things around the house and just fortunate for that. The sacrifices that a wife, girlfriend, mother of a racer is a very special person. And it sounds like you're pretty lucky because you have a good one. So, what, what I'd recommend during the off-season, if she wants to go somewhere and do something, just say, get in the car. <laughs> yeah, she has a list. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a lot this winter. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's called racing insurance. That, that covers a lot of spots, and that's uh, just a wise man would do that. Well, Jeff, I want to thank you for being with us and wish you well. Your banquet's coming up. Uh, in November, so you can celebrate, and then good luck with the 2023 season. This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news, 
The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our marketing partners who helped make our 2022 a success. Rourke Automotive Group, Cheplick Packing, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Rock Auto, Next Gen Outdoor Services, Summit Racing Equipment, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, The Coriopolis Record, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Racing Junk, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Yingling, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and Zoofall Communications. We would like to also congratulate our 2022 champions in the Rush Late Models, Philip Bubeck, in the Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill, for the Chuplick Series, Logan Catellis, in the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, AJ Poljack, in the Open Four Cylinders, Craig Rudolph, and in the Young Guns, Emmy Laboon. Stay tuned to our social media channels and our website, ppms.com, for upcoming information regarding our 2023 racing season. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Batiki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. All dirt roads lead to the dirt track at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the World of Outlaws World Finals, November 2nd through the 5th. Go to charlottemotorspeedway.com for all the information. Welcome back to PRN's At The Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Depending on where you are across the country, you may hear him for the uh, IndyCar Radio Network. We get to have him with the Performance Racing Network uh, a time or three during the uh, season. Nick Yeoman joining us. Uh, hey, Nick, welcome to the uh, show. And before we get into talking about Roval this weekend and all the excitement of, uh, of that, you know, let's back up to where did you get your love for racing? Uh, you could hear it through every word you say on these broadcasts. Where did it fire up? Well, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, first of all, thanks for the invite, Lenny. And, and I'm glad that, that passion kind of uh, rings true when you hear me broadcasting a race. But uh, I got it pretty honestly from my family. Uh, mostly, I'd, I'd credit my grandfather, Ted, who for many years was kind of the owner and promoter of Rensselaer Raceway in Jasper County, Indiana. It's a little fairgrounds dirt track that uh, is no longer in operation, but um, he ran the track. I had a great uncle who was the track announcer. I had uncles who raced, and my dad raced, and he met my mom who was working at the concession stand at the racetrack. So in a roundabout way, Lenny, I didn't have a choice. I, I was meant to get involved in motorsports in some way. So uh, the passion started at a very, very young age. Nick Yeoman on the ProFabrication.com hotline. You hear him on the IndyCar Radio Network. You'll hear him this weekend on the Performance Racing Network all across the land as he broadcast is part of the broadcast crew for the uh, Roval here at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, uh, announcing, uh, did you just l- kind of like go up and you know be by your uncle and start announcing with him up there? Where, where did you get that microphone, uh, you know, style? Where, where'd you get it started? I took maybe the more, you know, traditional path of, of, of going the schooling route to going to Ball State University and, and, uh, and really just getting exposed to as much as possible. I mean, not only doing just football or basketball games, but going out and doing swimming wait, 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 and diving. They, they do basketball in Indiana? That's news <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> Believe it or not, it is kind of a big deal around here. It's certainly big down there in the Tar Heel State as well. Yep. Uh, but uh, the, really, it was just the first opportunity that opened up was to get involved with motorsports uh, through Mike King, who was uh, a longtime anchor of the IMS radio network and IndyCar radio. So 
uh, it was one of those right place, right time situations and uh, fell in love with it the first time I got the chance to do it there at the corner of 16th and Georgetown at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You, you could just hear it already in his voice. So we haven't even really started talking about the Roval. Nick Yeoman, our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline. ProFabrication headers, exhaust, all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. So, Nick, uh, I know uh, Garrow and Rice will be up in the booth for the uh, Performance Racing Network uh, most of the time this weekend. Where will you be sequestered and you know, uh, I could see how it would be tough for a stock car guy to go IndyCar announcing with the smaller numbers and the, and the quicker cars. Uh, but you've got a little slower car and a much bigger number. What What is the challenge to announcing stock cars, whether it's here or wherever else, you know, that you get the shot to uh, do so? So, uh, you know, kind of fill us in. Yeah, Lenny, I mean, you kind of touched on it right there. It's it's definitely the pace and the speed of things. Um I noticed it the most a couple years ago where one weekend I was uh, broadcasting the Indianapolis 500. I've been in turn one for the last several years, and we've got four turn announcers there, obviously. And uh, when the 500, when the Indy cars are on the track, you get about eight seconds uh, for your part of the lap until you got to <laughs> hand the ba- baton off to the next announcer. And then a week later, I was out in Sonoma with the, with the boys for PRN, and I was covering the carousel, and it was I had like a 20-second call. So... That, I think, is the biggest challenge, I think, for, for either one. It's it's adapting to the pace of the cars. Uh, I kind of like the slower pace because you can be a little bit more descriptive and throw in more details about the race itself. But I will be in uh, turn two. I'll be in the infield portion of, uh, of the Roval on Sunday uh, on a scissor lift high above turn number two. So uh, Doug and Mark have dropped them into out of turn number one to me for the last couple of years. And, of course, that, that corner has been uh, a, a source of lots of chaos and I expect we'll probably see some of that this weekend as well. Well, you'll you'll hear it through his voice. And as uh, David Stiles, our, one of our producers here at uh, PRN, said when I, I told him that Nick would be on our show, he goes, oh, nobody can describe a crash like Nick Yeoman. <laughs> <laughs> He's our guest on the uh, ProFabrication.com hotline. And, uh, you know, as far as human needs out there, what do, you, what do you have to bring to a place like that? Patterson brings uh, peanut butter and jellies out to his announcing spot. And I'm sure, you know, uh, every announcer has their thing. What do you bring to make sure that uh, you make it through uh, the Roval this weekend? Well, the number one thing you got to bring with you, and I, I got this from the anchor of the IMS radio network, Mark James, who will be a part of the broadcast as well. You got to bring a big floppy hat because sometimes <laughs> that sun beating down on you, it's a long day. Got to take care and, and you know, you want to avoid the old skin cancer scares. So you got to bring a big floppy hat to keep you nice and cool. And then, of course, you got to bring a rain jacket. A couple years ago, we went Xfinity racing on the Roval uh, in the rain, under the in, in darkness with, with lights set up in the infield. So got to bring a rain jacket. And then, yeah, you got to bring some fluids and some snacks to keep you busy all day. Well, Mark. Uh, Mark James is going to be great to listen to him. Glad you uh, brought him with you. Nick Yeoman, uh, Performance Racing Network announcer, who will be joining us this weekend on PRN for the broadcast from the Roval. I was at that rain race. Uh, it was uh, nice to be up at the PA booth watching all that chaos go on and uh, being fairly dry up there. Uh, you brought a lot of IndyCar racers uh, down with you, or you will. Uh, Marco Andretti, how cool is that? And we, we know Karam and David and you even got a Russian that'll be racing with us. What can you tell us about some of these guys? Connor Daly's going to race for gosh sakes. Yeah. I mean, what a cool opportunity for some of these guys. I mean, it's, it's the crossover that you like to see because at the end of the day, 
and you know this, whether it's an IndyCar driver, a NASCAR driver, or, or the guys that you talk to on more of a grassroots level, they're all racers at heart, and they all just want the opportunity. So as much as we see, you know, in the month of May, maybe some stock car drivers want to come over and race in the Indy 500, I think it's so incredibly cool to see some of the IndyCar drivers want to come over and, and test their skills in stock, stock cars in what's maybe more in their wheelhouse in terms of turning left and right. I'm fascinated to see what Marco Andretti does in that 48 car in the Xfinity Series. He did a great job uh, this summer winning that SRX title, which has been so much fun to watch um, all season long with, with Tony Stewart's group. And then you mentioned it, Connor Daly, who is uh, about as much fun of a personality as you're going to find, gets an opportunity to drive uh, that 50 car for the money team in the cup race. It's, it's going to be very fun to see how those guys stack up of course, they don't have to get a lot of practice time, and it's going to be foreign for a lot of them. But uh, it's it's really going to be a cool opportunity to see some new names contesting uh, what they've got in NASCAR. He'll get to see him. You'll get to hear him on the Performance Racing Network. Our guest, Nick Yeoman, on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. The 2022 racing season came to its conclusion this past Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Six divisions of racing were headlined by the Falcone's Moon Township Automotive 410 Winged Outlaw Sprint Series and the MPD Racing Boss Wingless Sprint Cars. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series competed in their final night of racing for the 2022 season. Isaac Chappell had already clinched the points championship prior to the racing program getting underway, but a one-point battle for second between California's Ricky Lewis and Indiana's Jesse Vermillion was one to keep an eye on. 
21 cars checked in for competition, which meant there were three heat races of seven cars each. Those seven cars competed in three-lap qualifying within their respective groups to determine the heat race starting orders. Fastest in Group 1 belonged to Andre Layfield, Alex Bright was quickest in Group 2, and Isaac Chappell was fastest in Group 3 and fastest overall for the night. The top four cars would invert for their heat races, which means those fast qualifiers now had to start fourth for their heat races. Heat race number one saw Andre Layfield advance from fourth to first to win the eight-lap heat race. Second went to Brandon Spithaler, and third belonged to Brian Rollman. Heat race number two saw 2021 Series champion Matt Westfall take the checkered flag with Alex Brighton second and Chad Rollman finishing third. Jammin' Johnny Mollick would shock the crowd and his competitors by winning heat race number three. The shocking part about it was Mollick, along with Brandon Shugart, competed with their Rush 602 crate engines against a full field of 410 engines. The difference? About 400 horsepower or so. So Mollick, once again, your heat race winner for heat race number three, and the 2022 series champion Dallas Hewitt was second, and 2022 champion Isaac Chappell third. The field was set. 20 cars took the Dirt's Monster Half Mile to compete in a 25-lap feature event. Brian Rollman and Johnny Mollick made up your front row, with Mollick advancing quickly to the lead. It did not take long for fourth-place starter Alex Bright to start closing in. At the five-lap mark, the bad luck bug bit Johnny Mollick as he got too close to the wall in turn two, causing him to not only lose the lead, but also bringing out the caution as he slowed in turn four. Alex Bright claimed the top spot, and from that point forward, never looked back. Position battles ensued through the field with cars effectively navigating lap traffic, but none could quite measure up to Bright's brilliance. Morgan Miller met with the feature winner in victory lane. Alex, before this weekend, you had never raced with the MPD Racing Ball Sprints, but now here you are, a back-to-back feature winner. Yeah, Neil. Uh, this uh, Renata trucking excavating uh, CRC Auto Drive WFX car was on rails tonight. Uh, didn't, it didn't quite feel like it, but uh, for how slick the track was, the little bit of bite uh, that we had, I guess, made a huge difference. So um, you know, it was only me and Chad this weekend, and Imani has helped out a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, to pick up two in a row, I think the last time I came here was nine or ten years ago. I ran ARDC Midgets, and we won here then too. So uh, it's cool to come back nine, ten years later and win in a sprint car. What is it about these big, solid racetracks just fit the, your driving style and really this car in this Hummer Motorsports number 20 machine? It's really, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania, you have the, the big half miles and, and nice and slick tracks, so I'm used to it. Uh, I need to get better on the smaller tracks, but uh, you know, that's, a, that's another day. We had two big tracks this weekend and picked up two wins. So, um, like I said, can't thank Redotta Trucking and Excavating, the whole Hummer family, CRC Auto, Drive WFX, Washington Collision, Hummel Landscaping, RGR, uh, Doug Hedrick, Cobby Giesman, PXP Racewear, Henchman Racing Suits, LaJoy Seating. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a few, but I, you know, I can't thank all those guys enough for helping out. It wouldn't be possible. Can fans expect to see this number 20 machine at more MPD Racing Boss Sprints features in 2023? 2023 my schedule is to be determined i don't even know what i'm doing yet so uh i guess stay tuned and uh you can buy merch online at bobhilbertsportswear.com and uh yeah maybe we'll come back out again this track's awesome let him hear you one more time race fans alex bright goes back to back in mpd racing boss sprints feature wins 
Second belonged to Clark Lake, Michigan's Brian Roman in the blue body number 49 car, and the series champ Isaac Chappell completed the podium. Chad Roman, a Rush Sprint Car regular, piloted his brother's car to a fourth-place run, and Carmen Perigo rounded out your top five. Andre Layfield, Dallas Hewitt, Matt Westfall, Ricky Lewis, and Lee Underwood rounded out the top ten. With his ninth-place finish, Ricky Lewis clinched the second position in Boss Points. And congratulations to local driver Jeremy Weaver, who earned the Hard Charger Award on the night. He advanced seven positions to finish 11th. The Falcone's Moon Township Automotive 410 Winged Outlaw Sprint Series saw 14 cars and drivers compete, with Brandon Spithaler and Jeremy Weaver pulling double duty for the night. 12 cars took to qualifying, with Dan Kerger setting fast time overall. The top seven qualifiers would compete in heat race number one, and the bottom seven would compete in heat race number two. This is done for the safety of the drivers due to the high speeds that the Speedway produces. In heat race number one, Carl Bowser started on the outside front row and led all eight laps to win the preliminary event. Second was Dan Kerriger and Mineral Wells West Virginia native Wayne McPeak completed the podium. Heat two was next and the Honey Badger Kyle Caldwell piloted the Lockhart Raceway number 58 entry to the win, his first 410 sprint car heat race victory. Matt Sherlock was second and Ryan Fredericks was third. 20 laps was a distance for the A-Main feature event. Jeremy Weaver started on the pole position, looking for his first career 410 winged sprint car feature of victory, with a field of heavy hitters starting beside and behind. Carl Bowser wasted little time advancing to the lead on the outside of turn two on the opening lap. Before completing the first lap, the Bob McMillan owned number five of Weaver lost all power on the front stretch, ultimately ending his night. On the lap number one restart, Bowser picked up right where he had left off, advancing quickly to the lead. Dan Kerriger advanced past Wayne McPeak for second, and Brandon Mattis began working his way forward, advancing to second on lap number three. Bowser and Mattis would run one and two for the next six laps. Kyle Caldwell advanced to fourth, battling with Wayne McPeak for several laps. The leaders began making their way into lap traffic when on lap 10, Brandon Mattis rolled through the bottom to take the lead from Carl Bowser. Bowser stayed true to his outside line, regaining the lead on lap number 11. Lap 12, Mattis regained the lead. The Baden Bandit, Davy Jones, brought out the caution on lap 13, restacking the field. Only one green flag lap ensued when Brandon Spithaler had problems stopping on the high side of turn two. In that lap, Kerriger advanced to second and Wayne McPeak jumped to fourth. The next seven laps went uninterrupted, and the wheelman, Brandon Mattis, picked up his first win of his 2022 season. We met up with Brandon Mattis in Victory Lane. Congratulations, your first win since 2020. I tell you what, that last win came in October. You're becoming the king of October here at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I think I got the two to go there, and I was like, I can't wait to see what goes wrong here because... It's been a hell of a year. Uh, it's been a hell of a night. Thank you all for staying out here, too. My nipples are hard, too. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, it just, I I mean, all the people back here, I've had probably my worst season ever this year, and they're still here, so I can't thank everybody here enough. Uh, I mean, we scrounge, scrounge to find people every night just to come push us. Uh, nobody wants to do anything anymore. I don't know if everyone else has that problem, but, uh I'm just glad to get one. It's the second to last race of the year for me, so I finally got one. Well, I'm happy that you finally got one. wasn't sure if you picked one elsewhere, but uh, glad to hear that you got one here. People that you would like to thank for getting it done here tonight, your sponsors, your crew. Yeah, uh, my buddy Josh came. He's come like twice this year, but maybe he's good luck. Uh, Clayton, my girlfriend Tori, my parents, 
uh, sponsor, Sobzak Electric. I doubt he's here. Uh, he came last time I ran second, but uh, just all the sponsors on my dad and I's car. I mean, you can't get up and down the road without diesel fuel, and they help pay for it. So, And one last question, too. Finding that low side, you found it pretty quick, and you took to it very well. What went through your mind when you found that? Uh, I've never won a race here on the bottom, so there's a first for everything. Uh, my buddy Jeremy blew my doors off in the heat, and I said, well, maybe I should try that later on, and I did. So, Dan Kerger had success down there, but not enough success here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for tonight's feature winner in the Falcone's Mountain Township Automotive 410 Winged Outlaw Sprint Cars, Brandon the Wheelman Mattis. Dan Kerger began closing in after changing his approach from the high side to the low side in the closing laps, but he'd have to settle for second on the night. The Butler Bullet, Carl Bowser, was third best on the night. Brent Mattis started seventh to advance to fourth, and Wayne McPeak was fifth. Position six through ten belonged to Kyle Colwell, Ryan Fredericks, Matt Sherlock, Anthony Gaskins, and Brandon Spithaler. We're going to cut now to a quick commercial break. When we return, more from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway from this past Saturday night. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56, but what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Welcome back to Rapid on Racing. More highlights from this past Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The Havas Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modifieds presented by Born to Run Lubricants were on hand for a 15-lap feature event. Cole Holden won by nearly 14 seconds the last time the Rush Mods were with us, and he followed that performance up in a very familiar way, putting his Troyer race car back in victory lane for the second time this year. Second belonged to Doug Rutana, who made his season debut on Saturday night. The 2022 Division Points champion Jacob Jordan completed the podium, with Lucas Cannon finishing fourth. One eight-lap heat race was run prior to that, which saw Doug Rutana take home the checkered flag. Cole Holden currently sits third in Rush Modified Weekly Series points. That championship comes to a conclusion this weekend at the Steel City Stampede at Lernerville Speedway. The Chaplick Packing Hobby Socks, as always, provided the crowd with a conversation piece. A 15-lap feature event was on tap for the eight drivers who checked in. Matt Bernard started on the pole, but he quickly had his hands full with a hard-charging Logan Catellus, who was driving his father's 65K. Catellus went from third to first on the opening lap and led all 15 of them en route to his fifth feature win of the season. The division rookie tied Frank McGill for the most division wins for the 2022 season. Matt Bernard earned a second-place finish as Garrett Opachin was looking for more but ultimately settled for third. Carly Kovacs was fourth and Jacob Weiser finished fifth. Garrett O'Patchen was the sole heat race winner. The always safe flagging and traffic control young guns were feature only with two cars checked in. Both drivers hail from right down the road in Oakdale, Pennsylvania. Sadie Snatchko looked to use the momentum gained from her first career feature win last week, while Gavin Kakalis was looking to earn his very first feature victory. Sadie Snatchko took off quickly and led the first four laps until she drove her car a tad too hard, spinning on the front stretch and bringing out the caution. 
Her lead was diminished, but her determination was not, as she led the final four laps to claim her second career feature victory. Gavin Kakalis finished the race with a second-place result. The Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders had five well-rounded cars check in for competition. The eight-lap feature event was the final feature of our 2022 racing season, and a trio of number twos kept it interesting early on. Bill Tennant led early in his wife's Silver Cavalier number 2A, but Noah Bubeck used Bill's very own car to make a pass on the outside of the backstretch going on lap number two. Bubeck would go on to hold on to the lead for the remainder of the race to win his second feature of the season. Bill Tennant would try to challenge back, but ultimately finished second. John Gill was third. Brad Dickey made his season debut and finished fourth. And Travis Corbin suffered mechanical issues on lap number four to finish fifth. It's been a very eventful season at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and it could not have been possible if it weren't for all of the crew, the staff, our sponsors, marketing partners. But most importantly, it would not have been possible without our competitors and their racing teams who put their time, energy, effort, equipment, among so many other things into putting on an entertaining and exciting show nearly every single week. And the fans. Those of you who attended our races live in person, watched from home on Dirt TV, or listened in on our live audio feed, you have been the driving force behind what we do year in and year out. Without the fans, PPMS simply does not exist. On behalf of the Miley Motorsports family and everyone at our Speedway, we thank everyone so very much for a successful 2022 racing season, and we look forward eagerly to 2023. Stay up to date with all of our off-season information on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. And you can check out our website, ppms.com, for rules, point standings, results, and much more. Reporting for Rapid on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our marketing partners who helped make our 2022 a success. Rourke Automotive Group, Cheplick Packing, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Falcones, Moon Township Automotive, Rock Auto, Next Gen Outdoor Services, Summit Racing Equipment, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, The Coriopolis Record, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Racing Junk, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Yingling, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and Zufall Communications. We would like to also congratulate our 2022 champions in the Rush Late Models, Philip Bubeck, in the Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill, for the Chuplick Series, Logan Catellis, in the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, AJ Poljack, in the Open Four Cylinders, Craig Rudolph, and in the Young Guns, Emmy Laboon. Stay tuned to our social media channels and our website, ppms.com, for upcoming information regarding our 2023 racing season. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo 
at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, listeners, joining us now is Greg Wheeling, the promoter of the Dow Carnahan Kyle Stramansky Memorial Race. Greg, how are you today? Doing great, Don. This is a big deal, and uh, I know that uh, you want to run this as part of the Steel City Stampede at Lernerville. And the event like this takes a lot of work, and you had some pretty good people helping you. Names that jump off to me, uh, Don Walker, Shemp, Helen Bauman, and Michelle Perrone-Jones. Let's talk about how long you've been working on the preparation for this. Well, you know, we did this last year for Dow, uh, and and Kyle passed unfortunately. He's Smokey's Smokey's grandson, uh, and he uh, he passed in a UTV accident in September. And so, really, we started working on this as soon as last year's event concluded. Uh, you know, the pace really picks up about three months out, but it's a but it's a year long effort. You have so many sponsors and different levels, and I think it's amazing. Well, before we get into the weeds here, the presenting sponsor, West Mifflin Collision. Uh, just great people. They really are, and that's, that's Scott Gunn, and he and his boys uh, you know, run uh, great late models, and they've been stalwarts at Pittsburgh and other area tracks, and, and Scott is just always so generous as as are so many of the people that contributed here dawn you know there's there's big contributors and small contributors but everybody contributes what they can and i i believe last count we had like 70 people uh that uh you know jumped jumped up and wanted to be part of this deal and i'm just i'm so grateful and i'm so grateful for uh dawn walker shemp that Smokey's daughter-in-law and Michelle Jones, she used to work at the board with Smokey. 
and of course Helen Bauman that's uh, you know just been involved with Waterville for so many years. I couldn't have done any of this without without their help. What I like is the way you have this structured. You have the platinum sponsors for someone that has the ability to make a very large donation. What is the amount for a platinum sponsor? It's anywhere from uh, five five hundred and up, really. Uh, so, and like I say, I mean, there's so many people and businesses, and sometimes just personal uh, personal folks that that just felt moved to contribute. So, you know, a lot of them, a lot of uh, gold, silver, and bronze sponsors, and specialty sponsor, specialty award sponsors as well. Well, then the gold sponsors. What would be the commitment there? It's anywhere from uh, two hundred to five hundred dollars. Yeah. What uh, jumps off the page to me? Simcox Grinding and Steel. That's a major sponsor for a sprint car. It is. That's Johnny Lewis yeah. and his father Jack. Yeah. Uh, and and Johnny contacted me when I when I put this stuff out on social media. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know why he was moved. Of course, he lost his younger brother many years ago right. in a in an accident at Sharon. So yeah, you know, I I don't know if that's what moved him or, or not, but he was moved to contribute, and, and of course, we're very grateful that he did. Well, this just shows the impact and how how widespread this uh, commitment is to honoring Dow and Cal. It is race, you know, racing people, and it's often said that, that you know it's racing people are, are one big family, and 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 it's never more true than when an event like this uh, comes to pass. You know, I mean, everybody knew Dow for sure, and of course, Smokey's just he's been around this as long as I have, and and Kyle was was active at Lernerville and Pittsburgh, worked aboard, and it's just a just a great young man and the, the loss was just tragic and and uh you know raising people are are quick to quick to jump up i mean i don't i don't pester anybody for any of this a lot of it is volunteer and and uh you know it's it's just uh what it's allowed us to do don the total purse for this stock car race is uh is going to be about twenty two thousand dollars which is uh which is huge. Yes, that is amazing. And and, then one, and another couple other sponsors that jump off, Steve Baker is one of them, Miley Motorsports. So it's the cross it's across the board, not just people that would be involved in the series or in the pro stocks. Uh, it's everybody everywhere. It is. It is. And of course, you know, Dow knew uh, 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 and worked for Miley's and of course knew, knew Steve as, as, as we all do with his uh, ownership of Rocket Chassis uh, so yeah and, and I mean other, other racetracks Pittsburgh as well but uh, Knox Raceway uh, Brian Steinman uh, you know also jumped jumped in, uh, in and did a great job and and they don't you know they only run uh, special events at this point but but he wanted to be part of it and we certainly welcome him listeners if you're just joining us we're talking to greg wheeling has many many jobs and wears many many shirts but in this case he's promoting this race and doing an outstanding job uh looking down through some more of the sponsors joe rolick he worked with dow at motordrome for years 
yes, he was a great friend of Dow's, and he's been involved both years that, that we put this event together. Looking at some of the special awards, uh, Hard Charger, Hard Luck, and so many, many people were involved in this. And then you mentioned the purse, uh, $22,000. You must have spent, you and, and the people that helped you must have spent an incredible amount of time doing this. It, it, I couldn't do it by myself, Don. That, no. That's for sure. Uh, and, yeah, there was a lot, you know, a lot of time involved in contacting people and, and making the arrangement for collection. And, and then I'm, I kind of, uh, you know, I, everybody sends everything to me, and then I write out a check to, uh, to the track or to the, the Penn, Ohio series. And, and, of course, Penn, Ohio is, the stuff they've done for stock cars and, and the reason I chose to get involved with them several years ago has just just been fantastic. And and I had said early on I wanted this to be one of the crown jewel races for stock cars. And there's, there's three others. You know, what, what Vince Laboon does for his father's memorial at Pittsburgh and Randy Wyant uh, does for Ray Virgili uh, at Tri-City. And then, of course, the the ten thousand win show. That's really the brainchild of Sean and Deanna Hooks from uh, uh, from Penn, Ohio at Sharon. And then this race. I mean, you know, Penn, Ohio's done a lot to raise the purse for stock cars, but we've now got four real real cornerstone races to uh, for the series to hang their hat on. You know, prior to Dow's passing, I know that you two were good buddies and traveled to a lot of races and just sat in the grandstands and just enjoyed the show. Well, we were both race fans. I mean, that's how we got involved in the sport. I know Dad or Dow went with his father uh, to racetrack. That's how he got started, and of course, I did as well. I don't believe Dow's father ever raced, but but they went and watched together and. And we're race fans. I mean, a lot of people think of Dow as as a late model fan, and he was that. Uh, But he was a fan of all divisions and all races and all racetracks. And and I believe that pretty much describes me as well. So, uh, yeah, we were were a kindred spirit, and it was a a really tough deal uh, when he was gone. I commend you and your people on your efforts with this. I... uh I hope we get some beautiful weather, and I wonder if you have any closing thoughts or if we've covered the subject. Well, I mean, I think we've pretty much covered I could talk about this for hours, but, you know, I just want to say again that I'm so, so grateful, and I I hesitate to name anybody because I can't name them all, and we've, we have named some of them here, but I'm grateful for for each and every one that contributed, and uh, and I hope the weather is is right. I hope people, you know, the stock car guys like many other guys, they, they love to come run at Lernerville, and this is kind of a year end race and, and party, and uh, I, I hope it's uh, I hope it's well supported, and I believe it will be. I thank you for your interview, and you have a nice day. All right, Don. Thank you. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, 
and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Tommy, congratulations on your third championship. You know, it's pretty amazing. Uh, first championship, you know, I didn't feel like I really earned it as much. Um, Joe Kelly wasn't here for some of it. Uh, 2019, I was just, I mean, I was just driven. And this one, it came down to the last race, and um, there's a lot of great competitors here. You know, everybody runs you clean here. That's why I come here, and uh, I can't be more thrilled not to just to win the championship, but to, to win the race, too. You know what, Tommy? I was looking, and I stopped by your pits earlier today, and, man, I just saw a lot of the guys here from back in the original championship crew, and focus. That's the only word I could use to describe today. You know, normally we're not honored to have Julia here every week, but she came here tonight for championship night and to win this championship. If it wasn't for Julia, really, these championships might not be possible. She's the one who got your drive going again. Oh, I definitely would have never came back to racing if she didn't show the interest, but it's it's the crew, it's the sponsors, it's the fan that, uh, that drives you every week. Um, you know, I just, I really try to concentrate this week. I was focused on the car. I watched the weather. Me and Mike, he's always there with me watching the track. And uh, we made a last-minute change, and it, it was definitely the right decision. And now let's go ahead and recognize this three-time championship crew and all the great marketing partners that it took to do this. The, this crew, they, they never give up on me. They, they always believe I can win every race. Uh, these sponsors that, that, that stick with me. Um, Mike from Wholesale's Transmission, he comes here. Um, Ryan, uh, little blessings, you know, they comes out and supports me, you know. Everybody that supports me in this car, I, I, I wouldn't do it without them. Now let's talk about this. We talked about that first championship. How about Joey Cattell is wanting you not to forget where you came from and he brought out your first championship car. I keep asking him if he wants to sell it back to me. Uh, no, he, he does good in it. I'm glad to watch him. When uh, Fall Fest last year in my old car, it was just, it was awesome. We, we cut the season short because of motor issues, but, you know, I felt like I won with them, you know. It was great. And let's not forget the main reason why we're here. Let's not forget about Big Tom. Yeah, I, I talk to my dad and father-in-law every, every race, you know. Ray Chance, give a round of applause. You're three-time <laughs> Pro Star Champion and feature winner tonight. 
from Murraysville, Pennsylvania, Mr. Tommy Dembowski. Tommy, congratulations on your third championship. You know, it's pretty amazing. Uh, first championship, you know, I didn't feel like I really earned it as much. Um, Joe Kelly wasn't here for some of it. Uh, 2019, I was just, I mean, I was just driven. And this one, it came down to the last race. And um, there's a lot of great competitors here. You know, everybody runs you clean here. That's why I come here. And uh, I can't be more thrilled not to just to win the championship, but to, to win the race, too. You know what, Tommy? I was looking, and I stopped by your pits earlier today. And, man, I just saw a lot of the guys here from back in the original championship crew. And focus, that's the only word I could use to describe today. You know, normally we're not honored to have Julia here every week, but she came here tonight for championship night and to win this championship. If it wasn't for Julia, really, these championships might not be possible. She's the one who got your drive going again. Oh, I definitely would have never came back to racing if she didn't show the interest, but it's it's the crew, it's the sponsors, it's the fan that, uh, that drives you every week. Um, you know, I just, I really try to concentrate this week. I was focused on the car. I watched the weather. Me and Mike, he's always there with me watching the track. And uh, we made a last-minute change, and it, it was definitely the right decision. And now let's go ahead and recognize this three-time championship crew and all the great marketing partners that it took to do this. The, this crew, they, they never give up on me. They, they always believe I can win every race. Uh, these sponsors that, that, that stick with me. Um, Mike from Wholesale's Transmission, he comes here. Um, Ryan, uh, little blessings, you know, they comes out and supports me, you know. Everybody that supports me in this car, I, I, I wouldn't do it without them. Now let's talk about this. We talked about that first championship. How about Joey Cattell is wanting you not to forget where you came from and he brought out your first championship car. I keep asking if he wants to sell it back to me. Uh, no, he, he does good in it. I'm glad to watch him win uh, Fall Fest last year in my old car. It was just, it was awesome. We, we cut the season short because of motor issues, but, you know, I felt like I won with him, you know. It was great. And let's not forget the main reason why we're here. Let's not forget about Big Tom. Yeah, I, I talk to my dad and father-in-law every, every race, you know. Ray Chance, give a round of applause. Your three-time Pro Star Champion and feature winner tonight from Murraysville, Pennsylvania, Mr. Tommy Dembowski. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our marketing partners who helped make our 2022 a success. Rourke Automotive Group, Cheplick Packing, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Rock Auto, Next Gen Outdoor Services, Summit Racing Equipment, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, The Coriopolis Record, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Racing Junk, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Yingling, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and Zufall Communications. We would like to also congratulate our 2022 champions in the Rush Late Models, Philip Ubeck, in the Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill, for the Chuplick Series, Logan Catellis, in the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, AJ Poljack, in the Open Four Cylinders, Craig Rudolph, and in the Young Guns, Emmy Laboon. Stay tuned to our social media channels and our website, ppms.com, for upcoming information regarding our 2023 racing season. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. 
1-800-GET-PHIL. Cornet Racing Engines, 48. Let's get a round of applause. Colton Flinner here in victory lane. Back to back. Fall Fest wins. Colton, congratulations. Back to back. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people were worried. They know you from Lernerville for being a short track master. This year you ventured out to Port Royal, won the championship. So when you come to a big half mile like this, it's almost like almost going home. Yeah, racing Port all year it definitely helped me out tonight. Uh, just had to be really patient. John Lee, he's an incredible race car driver. I mean, he was really good all night long, and he's good no matter where he goes. And uh, it feels really good to beat him and Jarrett. And uh, I got win number eight for my car owner this year, so he asked me to win eight for him this year, so I met his standards. And a great year it's been. Feature wins. So your teammate went out there, Johnny Garvin, and won the championship at Lernerville. You won Port Royal. But now you're taking home $2,500 to the Johns Towing River Salvage race team. Yeah, I'm very happy for that. Uh, I can't thank John Johnson enough for everything he does for me. My dad, Randy Towing, Hall American Framers, Garvin Scrap Metal, Nick Stein from Penske Shocks, Randy Weaver, Jason Durham, 1-800-GET-PHIL, uh, A.W. Beatty Career Center, uh, just everybody that helps me out, my amazing fiance, uh, my daughter, Letty, right here, my mom at home, just everybody that believes in me this year and has made me a way better race car driver than I think I am. Well, I'll tell you what, you did a great job, but more importantly, back-to-back Fall Fest wins, and you were a kid growing up. You probably remember every year going out to Fall Fest and how big this really is. Yeah, it's really neat winning back-to-back Fall Fest races. I remember my dad and always took me when I was little to watch my uncle there, and uh, to win two of these in a row really mean a lot to me. Race fans, give a round of applause for your back-to-back super late model winner at Fall Fest, Mr. Colton Flinner. Kyle, congratulations. Third time ever here at Latro Speedway, you're taking home the Rick Frazee Memorial $5,000. I don't really have a voice right now, so uh, it was cool getting a race with Ryan there for uh, his dad's race and all. I feel bad about getting into Mike a little bit on that restart. I know we were trying to go three wide there, so uh, I feel bad about getting into him a little bit there. I was trying to mind my P's and Q's with Ryan. I mean, we were getting through the lap traffic and battling each other a lot there. And uh, finally saw an opportunity. I got even with him going down a backstretch and figured if I didn't take a chance there, then probably wasn't going to happen. And this year, you've actually been branching out. You started driving a steel block for Cheyenne Reed and an Excello Racewear. But you came back to your roots, back to the crates. And how big does this win is this rate for your career? Uh, I mean, you know, this is a big one. Uh, Rick was a great guy. I always like seeing him around the year we toured a little bit. And, uh, I mean, they're a great family in general, and uh, we all miss Rick. But, uh, I mean, anytime you can come in and beat these guys, I mean, it's a tough thing to do, especially a place, uh, like you said, I haven't been here a whole lot. Uh, been doing a little bit of different things this year. Last week I gave away a big one with a handful to go, so uh, it feels good. You're here with your car owner, Phil Grumpy Luke, on, and I saw a little smile on his face. Uh, if you did, you probably should have got a picture of that instead of me getting out of the car because those are few and far between. Hey, Kyle, now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank all your sponsors. 
Uh, first and foremost, like you said, my dad, without him, none of this is possible. Uh, race one, Brad Hibbard, catalytic combustion, next gen outdoor services, true form race products, Justin Chance, he ran my other car a couple times, uh, ML performance, Matt Logan and Travis Bennett, uh, got us on a new package this year and can't be happier with it. Uh, Jill Chenoweth with grateful for thrive. Uh, and just everybody that always comes out and sticks it out with us. Race fans, give a round of applause. Your Rick Frazee Memorial Fall Fest champion for the K2 Engineering Crate Lay Models, Kyle Lucon. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rappin' on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all, stand.